0: Hello beautiful souls, you're listening to The Rising With Podcast. I'm your host Tess Watson. I'm a soulful mentor to mums, creators and women in business. I support and guide women to clarity, sensuality, authenticity and transformation. Thank you for being here as I share everything from co-parenting, spirituality and business lessons. My guests and I Will be providing you with the totally doable tips and tricks to step into your ultimate desires for a successful, connected, and abundant life. Let's get into today's episode. In today's episode of the Rising With podcast, I'll be talking about myself. And how I am coming to know myself better. I will be talking a little about my human design, also relationships, friendships, boundaries, self care, and how I best use my energy throughout each month to soulfully connect and communicate with members in my community, with my family and friends. So I'm really excited to get into it. But first, if you are someone, actually not just someone, if you are a creator, a mum, a woman in business, let's work together. Let's do the soul work together. Each month I offer and hold space for A small amount of women to work one-on-one with me in my monthly mentorship. And that could be you. So if you're someone who wants to find clarity, wants to connect to their sensuality, wants to rediscover their authenticity and to truly transform your life, your soul, your business, head to my website, Rising with.com or Instagram, rising.with, and let's connect. So this episode is inspired by an episode, another podcast I listened to on Jim Fortin's podcast. And it was something he said, or rather his brother-in-law said, and it's what he wishes people on New Year's Eve. And it is this. I hope you come to know yourself better this year than you knew yourself last year. I just think that just blew my mind when I read that in a way that one, no one's ever said anything like that to me. What a few words can do to give you direction. And it's really, I'm going to be taking those words with me as I move forward, as I become me. And that might sound a little bit strange to some people, but there's so much conditioning done to us that sometimes it's really hard to actually know who we are. As a ex-teacher, I saw that a lot and it's actually one of the I wasn't going to dive into this today, but <laughs> it's going there. It's actually one of the reasons I left being a school teacher was I understand how individual everyone is, and the school system, or the way we sometimes have to teach because of the numbers and many other factors, is conditioning children and not allowing them to be themselves. So, for me, when I had that understanding, that realization this year, it was, I just couldn't continue on being a teacher because it truly didn't align with my knowings and my learnings and who I am. So yeah, I wasn't going to talk about that today, but it does lead into how I discovered this. And that's actually through human design. If you don't know much about human design, I'm only going to share what I know and what I understand, which happens to be part of my human design. But I so, so, so encourage you to discover your human design. Simply look it up on Google. You'll need your birth date, birth time and birth place for it to be accurate and go from there. I'll also in the show notes, I'll, I'll share some links to some really great Instagram accounts that they can provide you with some readings, so some one-on-one readings to understand yourself better, or the content that they share is also so valuable as well. But for me, I am a generator with a one-three profile. If you're a human design, not expert, but if you have some knowledge around that, you'll understand what I am. And being a generator, for me, it ultimately means that what I do day to day or for my life has to bring me joy. It has to light me up for me to use my energy adequately and for me to be in line with who I truly am. And that's what human design does. It gives you, it almost sparks knowledge that you already knew about yourself, but you've been suppressing. So it gives you that permission and I don't want to say guideline, gives you a blueprint of your makeup and you can choose how you wish to use that. So for me, I've had a few readings. um, I listened to what other people have to share about human design. The biggest thing for me was that understanding that my life really has to bring me joy so I can work on something in my business If I'm really freaking loving it, I could stay up like two o'clock in the morning working on it, and that's fine. But I feel totally fine, wake up the next day energized. I've used my energy correctly. On other days when I haven't used my energy correctly, I haven't done things that have brought me joy, and I go to bed, you know, around the time that I think it should be bedtime, and I can't sleep, it's because I haven't done anything that's brought me joy. So, For me, sometimes I have a little dance party before I go to bed because that brings me joy. Or I do a bit of work, which may seem totally obscure to some people, but jumping on the computer, if I haven't had the chance to do so throughout the day, actually helps me use my energy up so I can rest better, sleep better. Something else that really helped me within human design to understand myself better is knowing what activations I have in my blueprint. So I have 19 activations. And within those 19, I have 11 activations in community and moving the collective forward. I have five in self and three in tribe. So tribe can be family. Self is obviously myself. And 11 for me is how I communicate and how I interact with my work and the people within my community. So if I split that up into my day, I have no idea about percentages and (laughs) things, but this is how my day works. So I spend majority of my time working. So 11 11 out of 19. So a big chunk of my day working or doing something to move my community forward the rest is between family and self. The least amount of time during my day that my energy is best spent is for my family, which can be quite difficult when you are a co-parent and actively choose to have your child with you for a majority of the day. So where am I getting at with this? Well, this really, when I became a mum, I'm going to be honest, and I've said this in when I did a a live talk in front of a group of women. But I I always had this feeling like I can't just be a mum. And that didn't mean I got confused with that, with that feeling, I can't just be a mum. So I rushed back to work. I tried to create a different business. So I had an excuse not to be a mum 24-7. But what that actually means is that within my human design makeup, It's actually within me not to want or not to have that drive to be a mum all day long. So in this new season of co-parenting, what my weeks look like now is the days that I don't have my son with me is when I pack in the work, the community work. So my 11 out of 19 activations and overdo my self-care because I know when it, comes to the day that I pick up my son I have him for four nights and we go 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 I put all of my energy into him I'm a more present parent into him because I've tried to use up that energy within me throughout the week so as much as I'd love to do it every day be able to work with these different activations and Actually, it's not that I would love to do that every day because I want to be with my son because soon he will be at school wherever we, whichever direction we choose to take, but he will be at school and he will not be at home every day. So I'm really taking in, this is part of my becoming, part of knowing, getting to know myself better is I actually do want to spend as much time as possible with my son because well, already he's almost three. <laughs> or on the weekend, I went to my niece's 21st. Like, time flies. So I'm really going off track. And I'm, <laughs> but thanks for coming along for the ride with me. Even I'm just looking at my bed now because my office is in my bed. Like, I let my son sleep with me. Whereas when I was with his dad, I ha- had this dr- drive, had this desire for him to sleep on his own to sleep independently to sleep through the night why when soon he won't want a bar of me we won't want to sleep in my bed boys grow up kids grow up so i'm just really grateful for him and for my life so i am i'm not doing things by the books i go against the status quo a lot like leaving my job like leaving my relationship and I'm just sitting with that for a bit because it's still, there's still emotion behind both those things. Like I studied for four years to become a teacher and then chose not to be one. But I'm actually, I'm so okay with that because the life that I'm leading now and what I'm going to lead and create for my son is, and for myself and my community, is going to be a far greater impact. And way more aligned with my true being than it would have been staying in my past situations. Okay, a little bit more on my human design. Again, I'm not going to speak on what I don't know. So what I do know is that I have an open Ajna, a head, an open head, <laughs> which means that it is okay for me to change my mind. It is okay for me to see the perspective of both sides and feel okay with sitting in that neutrality and not having to be so, so certain on one side or the other. What it does also mean is that if I am put on the spot and I'm unsure of something, that I'll find it hard to talk And it's not in alignment with me to try and fill that gap or answer that without knowing. So, an example of this in my life is when I was, is, was, was a vegan. So I had friends who were vegans and they were really knowledgeable about veganism. And at the time, it really aligned with what my body needed and I could really understand the meaning behind being a vegan. Now, I was never a strict vegan. I didn't eat meat, although I shouldn't say that. I did eat seafood if someone caught it for me. But I didn't, I physically got to the point that, that there was no way I would be able to eat a steak, red meat, chicken or anything. Until recently, that something within me felt like a steak. I hadn't had a steak for years. So I ate a steak. I've eaten a hamburger. I'm, what else have I eaten? Bacon and eggs. Like I hadn't had eggs for, oh, I don't even know how long. But it doesn't mean that for me, and you can take this with into your life too, no matter what your human design is, but it's okay to change your mind. And it's okay to say you want to live a certain way, and perhaps alter from that occasionally or completely. So even when I was a vegan, and I was was fairly strict, but I liked chocolate, (laughs) so I would have maybe a bit of dairy milk chocolate or some birthday cake at someone's birthday. And the looks I used to get or the people that used to try and poke the bear (laughs) to test me, and to try and get me to admit that I'm going against something that I said that I wouldn't do. And that actually wasn't okay. So yeah, I'm just giving you a little pep up, a little pat on the back. No matter your human design, you can change your mind and be okay with it. And everyone else can do the same. Something else in my human design, which I use in my business and may help you understand how I use intuition in my business. It's connected to my spleen, but it means that I am able to receive other people. So I, two things actually, I can, as a generator, I can attract people and people are attracted to my aura. But also I can tap into others and tap into other People's intuition. So I find that I can help people unlock their intuition and also help them with, I feel like I use the word direction a lot, but direction, whether it's in their business or personal life, I can literally tap into you to help you take those steps. So if you're someone with a little spark of an idea, we could work together to get that growing. Okay, a little bit more on my human design is about how I can communicate with people. So you may notice some people in your friendship group or in your workplace that need to be the center of attention or have their voice the loudest and be heard. For me, the way that I can best communicate and connect with people is actually matching your voice and how you communicate. So It's like my voice is a chameleon. So talking on here is actually quite difficult, because I have to set my own tone and envision and tap into who's listening. So hopefully you like my voice. But yeah, I can, if you're talking slowly, I'll talk slowly. If you're talking fast, I'll talk fast. If you have a loud projected voice, that's how I'll communicate with you. I hope That gives you a little bit of understanding about things that you can discover in your human design. Now, I haven't used the correct terminology in some things because I'm just so aware of not saying the wrong thing because I don't want to discredit the foundations of human design. But the self-discovery part of human design, so looking into it yourself, is life-changing and also for your children as well understanding them better is a huge help now off human design a little bit more and into friendships how have I evolved my friendships to match my coming to know myself one thing that I have detached from is FOMO fear of missing out I no longer have that I used to want to go everywhere, be everywhere, be the last one up at the party. I felt like I was missing out. I felt like I wasn't included if I wasn't invited somewhere. Whereas now I don't know whether it is because it just comes with age or again, I feel people like rolling their eyes when they know that I'm only 29, but still, <laughs> but still there's lessons learned there. I think what That detachment from fear of missing out has enabled me to feel I just have this certainty in myself and I don't let those invitations define my friendships. So what it means for me is when I do go out socially, whether I am invited or I just take myself out, it means that those containers of memories, those moments are meaningful because I'm more conscious in those moments. I just feel like it's, I appreciate those moments more. And I don't take it personally if I'm not invited somewhere. And I really hope you can too. And when we work, I'm talking like you've already decided to um, work with me. But when we work together, this is something that the soul work we do It just naturally comes to your way of being through the soul work. So, there's nothing that we do specifically to heal that. But yeah, it's such a good feeling not feeling like you're missing out, not feeling like you have to be somewhere all the time. So good. And that sort of flows into boundaries. So, boundaries I have with how I use my energy, with especially knowing that when I do communicate with people, it's matching their energy. So if I know that I'm going to be around friends or people that are high energy constantly, or there's going to be a big crowd, I really have to be in the right frame of mind to do that. And to do that in a way so I know that I'm showing up as myself and it's not going to be super, super draining that's boundaries also sort of links in with cyclical living. So living, I live by the moon. Again, I hear, feel some people's eye rolls, but living by the energy of the moon. We all know that like full moons send some people a little bit crazy, but it's those moments where I know that I do want to be out and about and I do want to be communicating with people and have that high energy if it is a new moon though that's when usually I start my cycle and the sky is darker things in the shadows are starting to come up and it's a time when I really need to nourish myself and look after myself so having that awareness of how the moon works or how my inner cycles work really allows me to be the best friend I can be or the best community member I can be. It's not to say that if it is a new moon and I've got something on, I won't go. It just means that I'll be really caring for myself before and after the event, the moment, to ensure that I'm not out of alignment with my true being, my true essence. So boundaries, setting up boundaries, for yourself, organically keeps the relationships that you want, the friendships that you want, because you are interacting with those that are in alignment with you and your true essence. So, some boundaries may be setting up your self care practices before you go out, or knowing that you've got things in order in your household before you interact with others because you know that not having things in order will make you feel more heightened and stressed when you return. Just setting up those boundaries with the people that are truly, like, are they, something I think about is how this benefiting or nourishing me? So whether it be food or people or situations, how is it benefiting you? Is going to this event, party, interaction, whatever, is it benefiting you? Is it going to make you feel good? If not, it's okay to say no. Or if it's someone that you still want to, I'm just trying to think of how it can be practical for you. If there's an event that you're going to with a friend, but it's just simply not aligning with your inner seasons or the moons or how you're feeling, then simply Take a rain check. You still want to see that friend, but just choose a different time to do so. So, the more that you do this, the more I find by setting the example, the more your friends understand that and the more they'll do it too. And the more respect that you're creating and the stronger your relationships are because you're completely honest with each other and completely aware that if you say no to Doing something, it's not a reflection on you at all or your friendship. It's just preserving you, preserving your energy. So I'll start to wrap it up. And I just want to thank you before I I finish, before I say a few more points. Thanks for letting me, for holding space for me to share my voice and my ramblings. I am still testing out the waters whether I want to have notes for these podcasts or just let whatever comes through come through. And that's what I've done today is it's a bit, it may seem a little bit wishy-washy or a bit here all over the place for you because I've just allowed the information and what I want to share come through. So as I practice and as I do this more, I'm sure that I will be able to articulate and define things more eloquently and adequately for you. But for now, thank you. Thanks for letting me share what I have so far. A few more points about coming to know myself. I know that if I start my day looking at my phone, I haven't set up myself for a really good day. I know if I wake up and immediately be grateful for my current situation. So I do this 90 second appreciation manifesting trick that I learned from Catherine Zankina. And that is 30 seconds of being grateful for what is in your immediate surrounding. So yourself, what you can see, feel, touch, and then expanding that for the next 30 seconds. So, what you're grateful for, other people, the earth, the moon, the sky. And then the final 30 seconds is what you're grateful for in the future. So speaking in present tense, being grateful for what you desire. And that's how I know if I wake up and do that, that's my day started so well. I then, if I'm the type of person that sort of needs noise, in my environment. So I know if I get up and put on a TV show, that's not benefiting me or that's not setting me up for a good day. But if I put on some music, then that's much better. Sometimes I put on instrumental music, so no lyrics. That seems to be the best way for me to start my day, just to allow my own thoughts to come into my head first. So... Not allowing anyone else's thoughts and words to dictate how I start my day is so important, whether that be on my phone or through music. So I hope you can do that too. The instrumental music's also so good for concentration for me because else I get stuck in the lyrics and I start dancing around (laughs) my house. I know that it is okay for me to be authentic I know there is no one else like me and I am unique and the way that I am doing my life creating my life I'm okay with that I know that that is me and I feel completely comfortable and confident in sharing that with the world I know that I want to create a legacy I know that I want to have an impact and I want to be wealthy I want I feel no shame in sharing that through my business and through my career and life that I want to make money and using money or having money is a tool for me to share with more people to connect with more people to help more people and to create an amazing life for me and my family I know that there is no shame in my decision to leave my relationship. I know that the way that we are co-parenting is unique and I'm coming to know myself in that season and I'll be sharing more on that. I know that I am deserving and worthy of a life that is happy, healthy and wealthy. And that is all for today. Thank you so much. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Rising With podcast. Helping and supporting as many women as possible is a truly heartfelt devotion of mine. So if you could please leave a review and subscribe. I would so, so, so appreciate it. I'll catch you on the next episode.